alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to the 21st annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my friend Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Fucking 21. (laughs) Hell yeah. We've been drinking for what, seven years at this point, but time to go party. Hell yeah. Uh, At 21, you can uh, buy alcohol now, and in Utah, you might be able to buy porn. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) After after and before a stern talking to by the elder. (laughs) Do you remember when I first moved to Minnesota, I think we were all still 18, and we, we went to the local casino, and back then it was still 18 to go there, and then they had just rolled it over into... Uh, 21 and above. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. That but, was, uh, but we got, yeah. yeah, we got like grandfathered into it. Yep. They, uh, they allowed us in. It was pretty cool. That was, uh, that was a fun night. We won all that money. Well, for broke 18 year olds, all that money, AKA like $150. And then <laughs> but between the four of us. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're like, ooh, let's go get dinner. And then I think we went to like Chili's or Applebee's after that. <laughs> We we went big. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Then we got up the next morning and we went back to casino again and just lost all the money. Then, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so they got us back. Yeah, I, they always win. And I just heard somewhere else that apparently we, you and I, both like playing slot machines. And apparently that's like the one thing you shouldn't do at a casino. <laughs> Have you heard that? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the most doctored thing you can do. Um, I think your favorite game, roulette, is mm. uh, the way to go. That's I, why it's illegal now. True, everywhere. I love how they like to spin the odds that it's illegal because the odds aren't fair. I've heard that so many times before. Uh, in the Midwest here, I don't. Maybe in Iowa, no. I don't know, one of these states you can play roulette, but all the other ones are like, you can't play real roulette, you have to play that horseshit like, electronic r- roulette that nobody likes anyway. Because it fucks you over, just like the fucking machines do. <laughs> I know, you gotta have the real ball. See, when we were in Cardiff, uh, that was that was so awesome, because there's four roulette tables, and you could, you could just keep switching the screens. I remember oh, we yeah. just kept switching the screens and just kept betting. Well, we, I would look for the one that had like, oh, this one hit black like eight times in a row or this yep. one hit red five times in a row. I'm going to go hit black over here. Right. You know, <laughs> that was you had the little quad cam and then yeah. you just chose which one you wanted. Yeah. The, fu- the funny thing is we did that and I'm pretty sure statistically there's literally no difference that if it hits black four times that the next one's going to be red. It just feels like it's going to be red. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I mean, really, what's the chances it's going to be like 16, black, 16 times in a row? It's right. the same as if it's going to be once in a row, you know? It's, it's like just, it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson says, it's just 50-50. <laughs> yeah. 
It's always going to be 50-50. But I remember on one of our last hands, I just put it on, is it is green the double zero? Uh, there's two greens. There's one zero and there's two zeros. I, I put it on one of them and I miraculously hit it. But of course, I only put like one pound on it or whatever. But it was so, so you won like 36, didn't you? Uh, maybe I put two pounds in because I remember I won 75 or $76 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we we're like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here after we won money. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was a good night. I had a fun that night. That was a good night. So, uh, anything exciting, exciting going on with you, Phil? Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> Today, I, uh, I went glorious return to listening to podcasts during work. Hell so, yeah. I, uh, I woke up this morning and found out that Bernie Sanders had done Joe Rogan. So, I spent the first hour of this morning listening to that. And then I was like, well, I'm on a roll. Might as well <laughs> keep it up. So, uh, Creep It Real had their new podcast I still needed to listen to. Oh, so yeah. That was that was a great one. The uh, uh, the Black Eyed Children? Black Eyed Children. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> They're spooky, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I, I realized at one point that... So I, I have to listen to it at work with a little speaker because I can't have headphones at work because of the overhead cranes. Um, mm. So I realized at one point at work, I was listening to them telling the stories like of the, the guy in the um, who got out in Texas to take the piss. And came back and there was the little child like by his truck. I realized that for like 10 minutes, I was just staring at my speaker, not working. Like (laughs) (laughs) I looked around. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) It's a very uh, the creep at real girls do an amazing job. And if you really want to hear about black eyed children and like real stories about it, it's an excellent podcast because, you know, obviously I talk to them personally and. I think they both have got like a real legit book about it with all these people's like real stories or what they claim is a real story. And yeah, I uh, if I seen a kid with black eyes, I'd probably just like run away as fast as I possibly could. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm like, I like home right now, like thinking like, oh, shit, some kid's gonna be knocking at my fucking door <laughs> trying to get in. But yeah, part two, apparently, is they're saying it's gonna be like where they tell the stories of people who actually let them in. So that's going to be good. Well, you know what? Uh, Subliminal deceptions advice. If you see a kid outside of your window with a Oakland Raiders hat and black eyes, do not let him in. Right. Do not let him in. Yeah. And if it's a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, he probably can't find the door anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I also had uh, something else quick. Okay. So in our, uh, in the podcast that we did, uh, well, at this point, it's going to be two weeks ago. Um, we were talking about the the incidents where tourists are dying from uh, alcohol with right. like where it has like the uh, industrial alcohol um, to make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. So we said we said Costa Rica in in that <laughs> podcast. Uh, what we should have said was Dominican Republic. Ah, oh, okay. So Dominican uh- Republic is the <laughs> the um country that we were thinking of not costa rica so i got a i got a bit of an angry uh instagram message on that one so i thought i'd jump that out there little retraction so that's our first and only one hopefully so uh well uh thank you for correcting us phil uh that's pretty funny actually (laughs) yeah that was 
I had to, I went back and listened for like 25 minutes and I was like, oh, fuck. We, <laughs> we said Costa Rica like four times and I said third world shithole like twice. <laughs> Costa Rica, very nice country. Dominican Republic, not. Not. So. Okay. Yeah. Don't mix those up ever again. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, are you ready to dive in here? Yeah. I'm uh, super stoked. I don't know what this is about. So dig I, in. I, uh, I obviously like sat up yesterday and was kind of ever I don't know how you do it, but like I, I just sit and have to like brainstorm until what just kind of pops in my head and then I just start researching and kind of building off of there. Well, a while ago, I heard about a conspiracy theory that is really wonky involving maybe the coolest planet in our solar system, uh, maybe outside of Earth because we live here. But that's Saturn. So today we're going to do conspiracy theories all about uh, Saturn, basically, because apparently Saturn is a very uh, interesting place. Now, don't give anything away yet, Phil, but have you heard of many conspiracy theories involving the planet Saturn? Uh, There's a really boring one about how basically Saturn saved our... Oh, don't give anything away because we might be going into it. Might be going into it. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> they're going to be bored. There's a there's a super boring one. I know. So, <laughs> well, the basically how I have this set up is we probably have maybe seven or eight conspiracies revolving around Saturn and they're going to slowly be building up into larger conspiracies at the very end. So we're chipping down. So it's basically like a fucking giant spider web of conspiracy theories that will then reap the reward at the very end. Awesome. And can I ask, are we saving a seat for Obama? <laughs> yes. Well, he, uh, is he in here? I don't think I brought him in here, but I'm pretty sure you can wedge him in any one of these if you want to. <laughs> well, don't worry, folks. We'll find a spot for him. It's fine. <laughs> There's always room for Obama in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off with probably the mildest of them, um, the Mega Hexagon of Saturn. Now, have you ever heard of this thing? Uh, yes, I believe I have. Okay, so in November of 1980 and October of 1981, Voyager 1 and 2 made it to the planet Saturn and began sending pictures back to NASA. And what they found on the surface around the polar regions was a humongous hexagon formation. Uh, the pictures of this are actually like super trippy if you look at it. Uh, basically, it's so big sitting up there that you could fit four Earths within the hexagon itself. That's how big this fucking thing is. Then in June of 2004, the Cassini space probe uh, went back to Saturn and sent back higher quality pictures because obviously... Technology is going to evolve quite a bit from 1980 to 2004, or at least we'd like to assume so. And these will be probably the pictures that you see online. Now, if you look really close at it, the lines and precision of each angle of the hexagon are like absolutely perfect. And this is where the conspiracy theory comes into play is that people think maybe they were this, whatever this was was put there by an alien race or super, super long time ago. Um, so I'm assuming you've seen the pictures of this thing? Yes, I have. Um, is it in the polar region? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the polar yeah, region. Yeah, I have, I have seen the picture. 
it's really just really weird. I they don't really know why it's there, but it's just so precise. So now this comes into what the conspiracy theory people think is that obviously it was put there by an alien race. That's pretty obvious. But the reason it's there is there may have been, may have been, or is still a machine there that is used to collect the natural resources from Saturn, or it could be used as a refilling station because of the planet's abundance of hydrogen and helium-3 that they suspect aliens could be using for space travel. Um, what do you think about that at all? Could it possibly <laughs> be Rosie O'Donnell? Now, what would I she mean, be doing up there? She's large enough. I mean, <laughs> there's a, an abundance of helium three. You said, yeah, so. yeah, yep, yep. Uh, it's always a possibility. It's Rosie O'Donnell. But if you really think about it, how, why is a perfectly hexagon shape? On this fucking planet. That's the one that, thing that's really weird. That's a good question. I mean, really, like you with a with a spherical object, you wouldn't think like you would think it would be just a perfect circle. Yeah. Like that would be like maybe the shape it's in. Or like something more uh that's cause like the storm on Jupiter is like a circle. And that's you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just weird mm. that it's just like I, I don't know. People, anybody listening to this, just literally pause it here or listen and look it up on Google. But it's just really weird. It's just because the planet's kind of like blue in the picture or is the hexagon blue? I don't remember. But you can clearly see the perfect hexagon just sitting there. And it's so big that fucking four planet Earths could fit in this fucker. It's just so big. So yeah, those those super giant uh, planets are really really fucking interesting. I like, know. That's why once I started getting into all these alleged conspiracy theories, people have some wild fucking ideas about Jupiter, which is why I think all this shit is so cool. And like I said, a lot of like this hexagon's gonna come up again <laughs> later in the episode. So nice. <laughs> I I still can't figure out why they think. That because there's hydrogen and helium-3, the aliens would want that for space travel. Like, where did they get that from? Hydrogen's the most abundant fucking material in the... Yeah, a lot. Like, I get it, but, like, like there's got to be easier ways to get it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and then to make it so obvious, too. Like, <laughs> oh, how are we going to get it? Oh, we're just going to go down there with a big-ass fucking straw and get it. No, no, let's... Let's make a big ass fucking hexagon shape and we're going to completely alter this planet. And then we're, yeah, then we're going to suck it out. Like maybe this is where balloon companies go to get all their uh, helium fill. It could be. What if Actually, the whole planet was just fucking balloons? Like when you let a balloon go, that's where <laughs> it just goes to Saturn. You know, they say it pops in the atmosphere, but no, it just flies to Saturn <laughs> to the other helium. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, those big ones. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the pressure in Saturn's pretty high, so those balloons, uh, they would probably be the size of like a little pea by the time they got there. What if, what if Sat what if Saturn was just one giant balloon, Phil? That would be great. I mean, <laughs> I be could imagine, I could imagine like seeing like. It'd have to be a pretty big person, possibly Rosie O'Donnell, like carrying that <laughs> balloon around. But that could be. 
All right, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Saturn's naturally occurring radio waves. Um, are you familiar with these at all? Uh, I I think I am. I th- uh, I had a um, astronomy class back in school, and I think we might have went over this one too. Okay. Now, okay, so what happened was, again, the Cassini space probe, when it traveled to Saturn, they found, and it was recording, they found that it was picking up these really weird radio waves, but the radio waves as emitting are inaudible to the human ear. So then NASA collected that audio and then made it so the public could listen to it. They put it on YouTube or whatever. And I actually have that, so we, we're going to listen to that real quick. All right. Have you heard it before? I believe I have. Sounds like something out of a fucking horror movie. It sounds like whenever whenever they do those fake alien voices on YouTube, that's the music they put in the background. I know. It's like when I was listening to it last night, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it literally sounds like when you're entering a haunted house or something. And it's just like emitting this shit just all over space. Um, now, from the little bit of research I was doing, they believe that it is... I believe the radio waves are actually being created on the rings itself, right? That's where they're coming yeah. from. Like, not necessarily from the planet, but from the rings and then something with uh, the moons as well. But it's just so weird that... But I don't think they really know how they're being created. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty fucked up noise. Like, <laughs> I, I mean... It's it's the, the thing is, it's in radio waves, so it's not meant to be, like, audible... But right. like when you change when a computer like says like oh yeah this is what a human would hear if a human could hear this it's, <laughs> you know but like that's so that's such a weird fucking sound like honestly if you put that in the background as you were like reading a horror story like it'd freak people out like another fucking ten notches right and funny enough uh, one man uh, who is an enthusiastic listener and digital audio expert. Jost Van Dyke altered the pitch of the recordings when listening again he believed that he identified definite patterns within the radio waves in other words these waves were not naturally occurring but intentional communication aka aliens are broadcasting some sort of message that is what he believes and then he released his little shit on the social media and then people were beginning to say somehow they're hearing you people are urged to drop the earthly impulse. I 
apparently he fuck yeah <laughs> checkmate atheist <laughs> gotcha ass <laughs> what the <laughs> hell would the aliens be saying where they're like drop your earthly impulse what the hell does that even mean like just stop being like an i don't know a human i don't know jesus christ would you fucking apes stop fucking already <laughs> god damn it <laughs> That'd Isn't be, there enough of you? <laughs> that'd be amazing if he decoded it and it was just nothing but Bible verses. Like, find <laughs> Christ again, please. Like, all right, it Mr. Was, Van Dyke, we know what, what you did. <laughs> reptilian Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, if he is a conspiracy guy, like, they all have that little bit of fucking religion in them to where they're like, oh, yeah, I I, I decoded this and it turns out uh, Jesus is a real dude. So there you go. <laughs> Everybody go to church, drop some money in the fucking hat. Honest opinion, Phil. If Jesus Christ was reptilian Jesus, I think I might join that church. I don't know. I might. Because that's Oh, just, fuck. Yeah, I'd join his church. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't show up every Sunday because I got a fucking wife. But yeah. yeah. Like Christmas and Easter, like my butt's in that seat. Like <laughs> When someone questions your integrity, you'll be like, I'm a Christian man. That's what you mean. <laughs> Me and you can sit in the pews and judge everyone else's clothes. <laughs> just right. like real Christians. <laughs> fucking fucking hood, Those fucking hoodlums <laughs> are in my church again, god damn it. <laughs> You're wearing them Jordoc jeans in my church. Alright, so um, the next one we're moving on to is Emmanuel. There's a Russian name. Volkoski. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, his double star theory. So in 1950, Emmanuel released his book called Worlds in Collision. Uh, have you heard this at all? Anything about this guy or his theories? Uh, possibly. Um, okay. Not that Not that Saturn is also a... Is that where you're going with this? Saturn's also a star? Uh, close. Let me tell you about it. His theory okay. was that a long, long time ago, both Jupiter and Saturn were both actually stars and... Well, I'm sorry, suns. And that's why Saturn can produce its own heat without needing the sun that we all know today. Um, Because Jupiter, or I'm sorry, Saturn can actually produce its own uh, surface heat. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Back when he released this book, this is where his shit kind of gets a little weird is because when he released this book, some of his ideas that he was preaching in the book, people were claiming that he was just you know, crazy or whatever, and that's not possible. But then later they found out that Jupiter, or I'm sorry, Saturn can actually produce its own heat and it doesn't necessarily need the sun to warm itself, which is one thing he was right about without actually having the ability to like send a probe there or anything, which is kind of interesting. So Um, yeah, both of, uh, oh, I was going to say really quick, both of those planets are so huge. Like the pressure is so large. Um, that they, I, yeah, they do create their own, like, they emit their own heat. Right, like, right. Um, I know that supposedly the core of Jupiter is so dense that it's actually, like, metallic hydrogen. Oh, really? Have you ever heard that before? Uh-huh. I heard That was in a class that I took. Okay. So that's a regular it's, theory, not a conspiracy theory. That's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> theoretical. They don't know for sure if it is, but that's what they think. That the core. So they used to think that the core was made out of ice, mm. but they don't think that anymore. So for some reason, when you said liquid metal in there, all I kept thinking about was T two. Like that whole planet is just a bunch of T two from Terminator two. 
Remember that liquid oh, metal one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. When we when we actually like send a probe, they'll like do the fucking uh, Terminator robot hand thing out of the fucking uh, mist. No, I said, uh, I don't know if it sounded like I said liquid metal, liquid hydrogen. Okay. I don't remember what you said. I just heard liquid something. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what came to mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. We're both recording this podcast after work, so. Right, right. We're a little <laughs> yeah. loopy. Um, <laughs> so... Emmanuel goes on claiming that he believes that Saturn a long time ago was actually closer to Earth because of the prevalence in Saturn in many ancient cultures. Now, here's where we fold into the next theory of his was that Saturn was actually the cause for the Great Flood, a.k.a. Noah's Ark and all that bullshit. So Emmanuel Hmm. suggests that Jupiter and Saturn were on much different orbital paths a long time ago. Basically, what his theory is, is that, uh, let's, I can't remember which planets aren't there, but like Jupiter or Saturn would have been literally like a planet or two over from where, uh, what planet would it be? Mars and then? Mars, asteroid belt, Jupiter, Saturn. Okay. So basically, I don't think it's quite where Mars is, but it's like way closer than it used to be. That was his theory. So here's what he goes on by saying. Suppose that two bodies such as Jupiter and Saturn were to approach one another rather closely as so to cause violent perpetrations and huge tidal wave effects in each other's atmospheres. As a double star or binary, they might interact to the extent that under certain conditions, the interactions of the members of such a pair will lead to a stellar explosion. So basically what he's theorizing is that they were both stars. They got too close to each other. And then it kind of like erupted into a stellar explosion and then that spit out the other planets and then it kind of caused this giant tidal flood on Earth. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, mind you, he, this 1950s, all right, he's just a, a wild thinker, I guess you could say. This, uh, this didn't happen to be Elron Hubbard's pen name, was it? Like, <laughs> I did, not Russian that I know name? of. Uh, Elgron in 1950s wasn't uh, Dianetics in full force around that time period. Yeah, but he might have had some side gigs. You know, first draft, best draft. He just wrote it in the (laughs) shitter, you know? Yeah, so basically uh, Emmanuel's claiming that this happened, the other planets kind of got spit out a little bit, and then now the orbit that we know today is the after effect of Jupiter and Saturn getting too close to each other that then caused Earth to flood. And where another conspiracy comes in is that, do you do you remember hearing that possibly Earth was ruled by an alien race a super long time ago? Yeah, I like, think we talk about it just about every other episode. <laughs> well, he claims that the aliens knew that this was going to happen. And then that's why they were able to save basically all the creatures on Earth a long, long time ago. So, uh, Phil, how how are you feeling about this guy's opinion uh, about Saturn and Saturn being two suns or Saturn? Uh, Oh, I don't know about uh, Saturn being like Saturn and Jupiter, like both being a sun. But it actually kind of reminds me um, there's this theory that do you know what a hot Jupiter is? No. Is it a sexual thing? Yeah, no, it's uh, like just like a Cleveland steamer, but reverse. No, so uh, a hot Jupiter is basically 
uh, it's a star system where it's just a uh, like a sun and a large like Jupiter-sized planet, but the rotation of the Jupiter-sized planet is like three days. So it's like super close and super hot, right? Right. They, they think that um, our solar system actually could have happened like that, um, but Saturn was formed and then Saturn also started to creep in to the inner solar system and it may have jetted Jupiter out. Which is why they think that, like, the asteroid belt isn't a small planet. Um, It's like a stream. Yeah, because apparently there's two layers. There's the rocky asteroid belt, then there's the icy asteroid belt. They think that Jupiter actually started pushing around all of that crap and made it so that it's not like a mix of icy and rocky. It's, like, layered like that. So I'm, I'm probably saying it all wrong, but that's the basis of it. Saturn saved the solar system from being a hot Jupiter. Well, because if Saturn, if Saturn, if Jupiter would have crept all the way to the to where like the hot Jupiter planets are, then there wouldn't be any Earth, Mars, Venus, Mercury. So, but I mean, it's pretty interesting that he thought that they were like moving around, you know, in their orbits. Right. Right. Well, let me let me counteract your theory here. Um, where is God or Jesus Christ in any of what you just said? I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard because obviously the, the universe was created 6,000 years ago. I mean, wake up atheists, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, this, this would be billions of years ago, not hundreds of thousands of years ago, which they think the flood was, well, the flood was supposed to be what? Like the earth was created 6,000 years ago. Yeah, then I, the flood, I think that's the what the fl- drunk told us. The flood. I think the flood was supposed to happen very fast after God created everything because he realized he was sick of everything and then he flooded it. It's kind of like a kid with one of those Etch-A-Sketches. He makes something yeah. and he's like, ah, fucked up, and then immediately shakes over. it. Right, right. Yeah. You never you never make something perfect on the first try. No, nope, unless you're out <laughs> on Hubbard. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. You never make anything good on the first uh, try. Hold on, that's not true because he Dianetics kind of failed and then he made Scientology, so his... His things weren't quite as successful. Yeah. Whatever. He was he was known for first draft, best draft. So. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next one. The electrical activity within Saturn's rings. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of this before, correct? I have actually not heard of this before. Really? So. Nope. This, so, okay. We're going back to the space probe Voyager 1. Let's keep in mind, I probably didn't mention this, that Voyager 1 is literally the first probe to ever go to, uh, I think it went all the way to Pluto, actually, but uh, it's the first real kind of readings of Saturn that we've ever had in the 1980s, so. It's still hauling ass, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. They're out of our, they're gone. They're they're still going, though. Right. That's right. I was almost going to say, hold on a minute, but then I remembered... What we're going to talk about later is different probes, not Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. But anyway, they were there taking readings, and then all of a sudden, they started to pick up a steady popping sound, and then they soon realized that within the rings of Saturn, it was emitting bursts of energy. It was like pulsating bursts of energy. Now, these charges that are being released are 10,000 times stronger than the lightning experienced here on Earth. The energy in each burst was anywhere from 1, 000, or I'm sorry, 100 to 1,000 megawatts, 
which is three times larger than the typical output of a standard electricity plant at its highest peak. So it's emitting this super, super intense electrical pulses. Um, which you said is, that this was in the 80s, correct? Correct, yes. Could well, this possibly be Hulkamania and the Macho Man Madness <laughs> combining into the superpowers? Because that uh, that electricity was felt all over the galaxy, brother. <laughs> Hulk was that powerful, huh? He could send that much electricity throughout the galaxy, huh? Not by himself, but with Macho Man. Had nothing to do with all the cocaine they were doing, huh? <laughs> oh, it had a lot to do with the cocaine. <laughs> a little bit of steroids in there, too. <laughs> now, um... Anything to get over. <laughs> so, I'm sure you're familiar... Saturn has 63 moons. I believe some of them are technically moonlets or moonlets or whatever the fuck they call them. But 53 of them actually have formal names and the biggest being obviously Titan. Um, now, have you heard the theory that they believe Saturn might have actually just had one humongous moon and then it broke up and then that's why they have all these little moons now? Um, I've he- I've heard that the... Ask that the uh, like Saturn's rings isn't as old as people like once thought it was. I heard it's actually a lot younger, but I've never heard of a like one large moon theory. Like, how large are we talking here? Like, I guess if you combine, I guess if you combine, well, okay, was I reading that right? That Titan is about as big as Earth. Yeah, I think it is. It's it's pretty large. I don't know about Earth size, but. I'm, um, I was. I thought I was reading it's close to Earth size, maybe not quite as big, but what I was reading, obviously, is just a theory that if you were to combine all the moons that they have into one ginormous moon, that'd be basically maybe a really long time ago, that was its moon, or it was another planet or something that might have got sucked in there, or like something like that. Because the oh, planet, that's interesting. Like Saturn's yeah. so big that it could suck something into its own orbit and kind of like have it in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's interesting. It could also, if you think about it, Saturn, like, because you've heard obviously that like there were hundreds of planets um, that were all like crashing into each other. Right. Like when the when the solar system first formed. I wonder how many Jupiter and Saturn might have like grabbed onto and just kind of catch them it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll never know, but that's is very interesting. Now, I'm going to go back to Titan here because it sounds like from what I was reading, within the rings itself, it creates the little uh, pulsing burst of energy, but it seems like it's really concentrated within Titan. Um, now, Titan has all the necessary components for life. It has an atmosphere with electrical activity, increasing the opportunity for probiotic organic compounds to form, thus increasing the possibility for life to evolve. Um, what I was reading, like, because of the this electrical burst and energy that it's, I forgot what they called it, like the life force or some shit like that. So what they, have you ever heard that, what if Titan, because Titan's kind of like Earth or could be like Earth, um, that maybe Titan was actually being inhabited by aliens a super long time ago. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't heard of that. Uh, I had a quick question. Is Titan, is that an ice moon? Is that the one with the supposed like ocean underneath the ice? Um, or is that a different one I'm thinking about? It might be a different one. It sounds like Titan is... I should have read deeper into it, but 
I think Titan does have lakes on it, or like it does have water on it. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's frozen or not, though. I know there's one that has, uh, I think it's liquid methane. Mm. Um, I think Titan's obviously the biggest, and I think number two is like uh, Helen, maybe, or something like that. But mm. I think they really, people are really fascinated by Titan just due to its size. You know, its yeah. size, it's like, I'm pretty sure it was similar to Earth's size and that it it's a planet that could sustain life or could, you know, sustain life on it where like life could start to grow on it because it has all the right little thingies to kind of uh, to create that perfect mix, I guess, which is mm. very interesting. I always remember the meme of it was just a bald the, that like Harley Davidson, like angry bald eagle head. And it says, I heard there was uh, oil on Titan. And then it was just like, load up, boys. We're invading. (laughs) (laughs) I hear Titan needs some freedom. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what it is. (laughs) I've seen that one. (laughs) That's Uh, pretty good. Yeah, there's uh, there's, – those are awesome. Those – so if you ever – Look up. You don't have Facebook, but there's a lot of like disgruntled vets, like memes. They're mm. fucking solid gold. <laughs> um, so there's also the theory of uh, panspermia. So I mean, they think that some of the life from Mars could have actually like been jettisoned off due to like a meteor impact and then hit Earth. Uh, they also, I mean, there's a bunch of like little pieces of rock out there that could possibly be holding like some kind of bacteria. You know viral type shit some cells so i mean that also possibly could be too that it could then saturn saturn soaks up a lot of rocks and shit so right right so okay so basically up till this point um we've kind of went through stuff that's you know facts uh real facts about saturn but are still really weird and then breed more conspiracies so Mm -hmm. (laughs) from here here on down phil it's nothing but weird stuff so time to time to make that money. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but you have to know about all that other stuff to start getting into the weird stuff here. Now, right. a popular belief is that Saturn is actually Nibiru or Planet X. Um, when you did reptilians, did you mention that in there? Obviously, you talked about Nibiru, but did you talk about the theory that maybe Saturn was actually Nibiru? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think we mentioned Saturn at all in that one. Well, we're we're folding the reptilians into this too. So David, nice. so, <laughs> so David Ike believes that Saturn is actually a dead star and was used by the Anunnaki or the reptilians. Um, so he believes they that's their home planet or that's where they started from or I fucking don't know. So in ancient Sumerian texts, they refer to the Anunnaki as the ancient race that came to Earth and genetically modified humans, and their home planet was Nibiru. And I believe the Sumerians used Saturn in some of their uh, hieroglyphics and stuff like that. Like, they kind of worshipped the planet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which makes a lot of people kind of be like, why are they so intrigued by Saturn? But obviously it's the biggest planet in the fucking galaxy outside of the sun. Um, but second, second, what's bigger Jupiter. Are you sure? I am 1000% positive. Jupiter is bigger <laughs> than Saturn. Okay. Okay. We'll cut all that then. <laughs> no, we should leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, ancient Roman texts used to refer to Saturn as ghost of a sun. So that's kind of hmm. where, 
I think David Eichen is getting the idea that maybe Emmanuel's theory that Saturn was actually a sun might have some credence, I guess. Now, I was under the impression that David Icke was getting most of his ideas from prescription medication. <laughs> um, See, I think... But, I mean, this is very interesting. Like, I've never heard the ghost of a sun. Apparently, in their ancient texts, it's written in there. Um, obviously, the Romans were big on, like, astrology stuff and all of that. Um, but, oh, yeah. Greeks were, too. Every, like, they were all super big into that, so... Yeah, so that kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, but anyway, so... Now we get into where David Icke believes that Saturn is actually just a giant broadcasting system. Now what that means is when you combine the radio waves, electrical impulses, and the possibility that Saturn is the home planet of the reptilians, and he also believes that the rings of Saturn are actually artificially created, and what they do is... The reptilians are then broadcasting the signal that hits the moon, hits the dark side of the moon, right? And then mm-hmm. the dark side of the moon is like an amplifier that amplifies the message onto Earth itself. Now, what he thinks they're doing is they broadcast from Saturn, send their message to the moon, it hits Earth, and then they're either controlling humanity subliminally, like they don't realize that they're being controlled by the reptilians, or that the reptilians have created a false reality for humans believing that they're living in a paradise, I guess, or I don't know what the false reality is, but apparently <laughs> this is this is like his theory. And he likes, he likes to lean on to the fact that we've never really explored the dark side of the moon because of the reptilians' signals hitting us on Earth is telling us that we're not allowed to look on the dark side of the moon. That's what David Eichen <laughs> believes he heard. Attention, humans. Attention, humans. Come see Pittsburgh. Enjoy the Steel City. <laughs> <laughs> ben Roethlisberger is the greatest. Um, so speaking of this so far, that Saturn is actually just a giant broadcasting system for the reptilians. Um, what are you thinking of that so far, Phil? I mean, you kind of brought it all together. I mean, right. Right. Like it's uh, it's starting to it's I mean, it's starting to be intriguing, <laughs> like the, the whole like the radio waves, because, I mean, we did hear like what it sounds like coming off of the coming off of those. What was it? The rings were making that sound like. Yeah, I believe so. That Oh, man. I mean, that's such a good. I mean, saying that it bounces off the backside of the moon, that's a little weird. They're saying it's kind of <laughs> like an antenna dish. It's like, like an ample. It, it amplifies a signal. Because that yeah. also leads into the fact that maybe the moon is artificially created by aliens too. Yeah, that is true. There's like <laughs> like there's so many people like even nowadays that we have like science and you know all this stuff and there's even nowadays people think like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, that's why everyone's going fucking insane right now and oh, you know, the fucking moon's doing this and doing that. I wouldn't I mean that makes a lot of sense, though. Like that, that they could be broadcasting. Like, no, if you if you if you think about it in that sense, that like like all of these like astrology people think that like the planets have a lot to do with like our mood and stuff like that. Imagine if it wasn't like oh the moon happens to be like going around the sun in a weird way right now. Imagine if it was an actual like 
it's them. They're the ones who are fucking with our heads, you know, <laughs> from outer space. That just brings it all together. You know? Right, right. So you see what I mean? Like, you have to know about all the other stuff. So then David Eichen's theory, he can kind of blend it all up together, spit it out into this this theory here. And then he can also fold in, like, the hollow moon theory and all, then kind of just wrap it all in there. No. Yeah, that is the that is the dream, the meta theory. <laughs> that they all kind of yeah. just coalesce together. <laughs> yeah, that all conspiracies just come together. It's like you mix <laughs> them in a mixing bowl, like the perfect the perfect cake, you know, you're just fucking putting the right ingredients in. Now now David Ike, he loves to lean on the fact um about have you ever heard the thing that like Saturn is closely a spin-off of Satan? Saturn, Satan, he kind of connects those two. And he likes to point out the fact that humans use a lot of Saturn symbology. um, And he thinks, obviously, this is because people who worship the Saturn sign are reptilians, obviously, because that's their home planet. So they'd be repping Saturn. But a lot of, like I said, ancient cultures use Saturn in a lot of their symbolism as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And actually... You can find Saturn symbolism in company logos today, such as the Nike swoosh, which is supposed to be like the checker things, kind of like the ring, a ring of Saturn, right? If mm-hmm. you kind of look at it, um, this one's going to hit close to home, Phil. Uh, Boeing. He says Boeing Ooh. is a reptilian owned company that uses the Saturn symbol. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Easy. Oh. Easy. My boss, my boss listens to this. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a good, I mean, there is the circle and the swoosh. So uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I was also thinking like a Newport cigarettes also uses the swoosh too. It's just upside down swoosh. Oh, good point. Uh, good point. Yeah. Um, I also have internet Explorer. <laughs> he uses the little ring around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Toyota uses the ring around its logo. Wasn't there a car named Saturn? Like- yeah, yes. It was made by GM and Toyota. Actually, I believe they're a combo car. Piece oh, of shit. shit. But yeah. It's all coming together now. <laughs> uh, he also listed the National Oil Well Vargo. I'm not really sure what that is. And Access Media Group. They actually use two rings on their logo. They have two two rings. That's how powerful they are. Now, have you ever heard about the black cube? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so what Iken is saying is if you see the black cube, it's also a sim- symbology, symbol, <laughs> it is also symbolic to Saturn because of the hexagon shape that is on the polar region. That is the black cube, apparently. Um, and Ike believes you can see the black cube, which in the article they actually had pictures of all these. I'm not really even sure what the companies were, but it was a large black cube, basically, as their logo or whatever, sitting right in front of the building. Um, and he claims that these logos are used to mark things for secret societies and are used for occult worship or reptilians or whatever. And the pictures that they showed online were buildings that were outside of Australia, Denmark, Manhattan, and Santa Ana. And basically, it's just like if you think of a Rubik's Cube... That's all black, and it's just kind of just like sitting on a on a point outside of these buildings, which is really really weird, kind of. So, um, in the end, Phil, here, what do you what do you think of Mister Iken? 
you <laughs> you believe in any of his theories? Uh, I mean, it's really interesting, like when you bring in the radio waves, like I said before, the radio waves and everything. I'm pretty sure that the secret societies, um, like I've never heard that they use a black cube to like mark kind of like their spots. Um, it would, I mean, it would be I mean, this, along the same lines as like, say, the Freemasons, right? Use their little logo thing um, on everything, kind of mark their territory. If, yeah. If these secret societies that are actually secretly reptilians or like the super elite who worship reptilians or whatever, I guess they would put these logos outside of their buildings, you know, maybe at the places where they meet up and dress up like owls and fuck each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think it's probably just some like architect, you know, fresh out of college and, had a really good idea for like a statue and sold it to a bunch of corporations and you know, <laughs> probably more like that. Like it's probably some really good, like ad person just kind of like came up with it. <laughs> so, um, I, I have one more th- like completely separate theory on Saturn that we're going to go over. That's actually really interesting. But do, do you think, uh, I don't, I, when we talked about reptilians, did you think that they could possibly exist or not? Uh, yeah, I, I think I said, I think I gave them a, a, like your average percentage. I think it was like 15 to 20, something like that. But (laughs) yeah. So I think that, no, I think how I put it was, I'll have to go back and listen, but Mm -hmm. I think that like a reptilian like race, like probably does exist somewhere in the universe, but I don't know if they come from earth or if they're on earth or ever visit. Right. Right. But I do think like, obviously life takes tons of different shapes I have no idea, like, what kind of planets are out there. So, who right. knows, you know? Well, what we do know is that Saturn is a very interesting and intriguing planet and a very, very mysterious one that, like, really kind of lets the mind wander of why it's doing certain things. That's my opinion anyway. Like, the radio waves and the electrical pulses and that Titan could be a planet that could sustain life and just, I don't know, it's just yeah. such a weird fucking planet really um i don't know if it's a giant broadcasting system or some shit like mr ike thinks but uh he's wonky he has a lot of (laughs) interesting theories doesn't he yeah i mean if you really think about like how like we live on earth obviously like most humans don't travel around that much so we pretty much have like the same view of everything it's weird to think that if you just like at the same point right now there's like not only other places like in our solar system, like other like planets, moons that you could go to. But like, it's weird to think, like, imagine if you were in a spaceship, you could actually go see the, like the rings of Saturn, go see the other moons. Like, be so like you awesome. almost, you, you almost forget that all that shit's there. Cause you really can't see it that well. You can kind of see Saturn sometimes you can see Jupiter, Venus and Mars, like most of the time. But like, it's weird to think that it's like, it's out there, you know? Yeah. I think that's why space is so mysterious, and then, you know, you can build <laughs> endless conspiracy theories out of it, basically. Yeah, especially if you uh <laughs> making money from it, like, uh, like old Dave Ike, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the very last one, um, I actually, I think you're really going to like this one, Phil, and this one is actually involving our favorite company, uh, NASA, Never a Straight Answer. Um, and apparently they're up to some fishy shit. Um, have you ever heard of Project Lucifer? <laughs> Project Lucifer? Project Lucifer. Uh, 
Wow. No, I have not. <laughs> okay. It sounds like this is actually a 100% legit project that NASA works on. I just have to ask, was it the 2008 campaign election of Obama? Is that Project <laughs> Lucifer? I think that was, but now that he's out of office, <laughs> they've re repurposed it because it's such a fucking sweet name for a project. Oh, yeah. It was a great show, but yeah, it's... <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, okay, so we're going back to the Cassini probe. Um, it is powered by 32.8 kilograms or 72 pounds of plutonium fuel. A radioactive power source is only the only option for missions traveling beyond the orbit of Mars as sunlight is too weak for solar panels to be effective. Makes sense. Some people believe the reason for the plutonium is for a much, much more nefarious purpose. And, Phil, that purpose was NASA, at the end of Cassini's life, decided to crash it basically right into Saturn itself and detonate all the plutonium. Now, what people are believing is that because of all the gases and atmospheric pressure on Saturn, that NASA is doing this to kickstart basically a nuclear fusion that would reignite Saturn into a sun again. Um, and then apparently they called this Project Lucifer. Um, <laughs> which nice. is which is funny because if this has any credence at all, if they're trying to reignite a sun, if wouldn't that give Mr. Emmanuel more credence on his theories? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I can totally I can totally see this happening. <laughs> Especially special request like that- from the Pope. Queen Elizabeth and Regis Philbin. I feel like this would kill us all, wouldn't it? Uh, A nuclear explosion on Saturn? No, 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 no. Like, if they were actually able to crash it in there and then cause basically the whole planet to start on fire again and ignite it into another sun, more or less. Oh, yeah. If that, I mean, if if it actually did turn into a new sun, um, (laughs) it'd be super fucking hot here. Yeah, like, I guess in Minnesota, you'd probably never have to worry about snow again. Um, because <laughs> it's not changing its size or density, um, I wouldn't be too worried about like the gravity uh, changing at all. But it would get a lot hotter. Do you do you follow so, what we're saying, though? Like their theory is, is that because Saturn is has a, apparently explosive gases um, that when you... Oh, hydrogen. Yeah, hydrogen is when you, when you, what powers the sun. Right, like think the plutonium fuel will hit it, and they 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 claim they systematically launch it into a point of Mars where it could potentially have enough pressure to kind of ignite the whole planet and light it all on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, trying to like restart the engine, kind ba- of. Basically, like, yeah. No, like those bad sci-fi movies do for the sun. <laughs> uh, didn't they do that in Thor? Was that in? Uh... Um, was that in Infinity War or was that I in the third Thor movie where he's like, he needs his hammer remade and they go to, uh, Peter Dinklage and he's like, oh. he has like the sun that's the little anvil thingy, the black. Yeah. He thing. wanted, he wanted the new hammer, the bigger one. Axe. Right. The, right. Oh, right. So right. he could chop off Thanos's head. Right, 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 right. I haven't yeah, seen it. documentary. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so what makes this really interesting is that in the year 2003, NASA actually crashed the space probe Galileo into Saturn, but the first attempt 
it only had 17 pounds of plutonium. Now, NASA claims they did this because they didn't want to risk contaminating any of Saturn's moons with bacteria that they had picked up on Earth. So they're claiming they needed to do this to destroy it completely. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't see why they had to crash it into anything. You couldn't just shoot it by, just like Voyager, just shoot it out of the solar system. This is odd. This is where the uh, the conspiracy starts to pick up. Now, okay. what, what a lot of conspiracy theorists claim is that, I believe it's once Cassini's photos came back, they could see where Galileo crashed into Saturn, and it left a huge, huge, huge black spot um, on the surface of Saturn that was about the size of Earth from the 17 pounds of plutonium exploding into Saturn. That's what they claim, but it doesn't seem like you can find any pictures of it. Um, and like I said, on September 17th, 2017, two years ago, is when they crashed uh, Cassini probe into Saturn. So that's where a lot of people think they're they're just keep they're going to keep loading up more and more plutonium onto these probes and keep crashing them in there in a hope she does the fucking trick till it just ignites into a giant fireball again. Yeah, no wonder the country's in fucking debt. They're <laughs> slamming billions of dollars of fucking tech into, fucking Saturn. into the fucking planet to try to make another sun or star or whatever. Dude, they're like fucking Evander Holyfield. They just fucking hate money. <laughs> I hate. Is he broke? Is he broke? Yeah, dude, he's like he's famously broke. Evander. Evander Holyfield. Mm, yeah, I, I always think when he I lost- think when I think of famously broke, I think of like fucking Fifty Cent or. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, MC Hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who is the guy who played for the Suns? Uh, Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley, yeah. He's, he was also, he loves gambling. Oh, right, right, right. He famously broke, too. I think he's doing okay now, though. I think he's like a commentator on some NBA show or some shit. Oh yeah, he's killing it as a commentator. Yeah, so he's he's got his money back. But. I love I love him because I don't even like basketball that much, but like he's just like he don't care. He just shit talks everybody. Doesn't care. Yeah, just tell him like Shaq on there, hilarious. <laughs> anyway, Phil, that is basically what I have. Um, so uh, final thoughts. What are anything stick out to you? Ooh, I am gonna go down the line. Uh, let's see. So the one that we listened to about um, the moon or the Saturn being like a alien frequency, yeah, like coming to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to that sound, the sound bite that we uh, Saturn's rings, uh, it's really intriguing. I'm going to give it 12, 12 percent, yeah, hell yeah, of possibility that we, it might be true. Before you go any further, uh, I want to ask you. When you heard that sound, did you get any impulses to do anything? Uh, it was kind of freaky. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's kind of like the sound of like the horror movie. Like, right when someone like you almost want you want to look behind you, like mm-hmm. someone's gonna fucking knife you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it honestly, maybe that's what's making humans crazy is just that sound <laughs> being beamed into our fucking skulls. That could every be every minute of the day. The, that's the freaky thing is that if it is being broadcast into us, we can't even hear it with our own ears. We have to like modify just to hear the shit. Yeah, it could explain fucking 
why <laughs> why uh basically the world is going fucking crazy right now so yeah, that could be as as we speak it's going more and more fucking insane they've turned that amplifier up apparently yeah they kicked it up a notch like <laughs> people aren't going to pittsburgh as much anymore fucking <laughs> Get that Pittsburgh tourism up. <laughs> You're going to love the Steel City, God damn it. Uh, yeah, so I'll give that one 12. The one that we just talked about with um, them trying to kickstart the son of Saturn or yeah. the star Saturn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's made out of mostly hydrogen. It's possible that, you know, you could set that bitch on fire and. You know, I don't honestly, it's so small. I don't think the heat would like warm us up that much. The only problem is we're so like a, we're, we're such a, like, we need the environment to be so stable that even raising our temperature a little bit, like with global warming, they say it fucks with us really bad. So um, maybe it would, maybe it would make that little moon livable though. So it's true. That's true. Possibly. What if Saturn emits just enough heat? That Titan is livable because of its close proximity to it. That would be a godsend because we need to get off of this fucking hellhole. <laughs> like in the next 20 years, we'll be doing subliminal deception podcasts from a fucking floating barge out in space. I would to- <laughs> I would totally live on Titan and we could broadcast uh, from there. We'll be the first ever yeah. conspiracy theory podcast on Titan. That sounds amazing. As long as they have Jack Daniels whiskey and DiGiorno's pizza, they'll be fine. It's all good. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you That's need. That's all I need. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe NASA is being ran by a bunch of reptilians, but I can say this. We would love to hear from any of our fans about their theories. If they oh, like well, – before, uh, before we do this, I was going to ask, what percentages do you give? Uh, not great. Maybe 5 to 10%. <laughs> the NASA yeah. one I think intrigues me more. Because mm. I don't know, I feel like they're shady. They're more shady than anybody. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't trust them very much. Yeah, I'll give. Uh, I'll give the NASA one three yeah. percent. Just because. I mean, it does have hydrogen. It could ignite. So possibly. Now but, that now that space force is out there, we really got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if you would like to contact the show and tell us about your feelings of the beautiful planet Saturn, where can they do that, Phil? Uh, we got a uh, email that you can get a hold of us, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead, send us an email. Uh, we do check it. Um, we have received a couple emails. It's always great to hear from uh, from our fans. Uh, we're also on Instagram at subliminaldeceptionpodcast on Instagram. That's actually the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, we actually do hear quite a bit from fans every week on our new episodes and just uh, they post shit that's happening in the conspiracy world. So it's great to hear from them. Cody, you got your own uh, yep. uh, IG out there. Yep. Uh, you can follow me at Cody's above on Instagram. That's my personal one. Best way to reach me. Otherwise you can follow my other podcasts. If you're into true crime and paranormal and all of that at Bumblebutt podcasts on, uh, on Instagram. Now the last thing we need everybody to do is to log on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever, and leave the show a five-star review, write whatever you want in there. Just please have it be a five-star because it helps the show grow, and especially now that iTunes has better categories for all of the podcasts, it'll really help the show grow. So we really appreciate that. We've been getting a lot of good feedback, and uh, we just need to keep going. 
That's how uh, uh, iTunes works. You've got to just keep keep plugging the numbers in there. But uh, Keep pounding that rock. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Steve Jobs, you reptilian <laughs> bastard. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.